Hi, everybody. My name is Giselle, and I'm the digital marketing strategist here at Texas State University. You're listening to Office Hours, and today I'm here with Adriana. Adriana, what's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. So you got to speak with Dr. Nicole Wagner from the Agriculture Department here at Texas State. How was that? Super awesome. She is so much more zen than I was that day. So <laughs> I think in comparison, it was really like fun to listen to that dynamic go on. Yeah. Yeah. She's, no pun intended, very grounded, mm-hmm. and she had a lot to say about how everything's going to be okay and if it's not okay it's not the end and that was actually really reassuring advice yes it was especially that day yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we hope you guys enjoy this conversation with adriana and dr nicole wagner can you introduce yourself and what you do here at texas state my name is Nicole Wagner, and I am an assistant professor here in the Department of Agricultural Sciences. And with that role, I teach. So I teach classes in the discipline of horticulture and also soil science. Some of the research that I've been doing focuses on the use of compost, looking at different production methods in fruit and vegetable production on that spectrum of regenerative agriculture, which is basically cultivating crops that that are more sustainable, if you will, in an ecological framework. Nice. Okay. So to start us off, what's your favorite season and why? I love something about all the seasons, but I would have to say being outside and growing crops, the summer can just be really brutal. So right now I'm just very anxious for fall and cool weather to start. But that being said, Spring is such a hopeful time, and it's just really invigorating. So I have to say spring. We're going to get to the real stuff now. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Minnesota. So winter <laughs> is not really my favorite, although I do love winter in Texas. So I'm, I'm from Minnesota originally, and then I lived in Montana for a number of years, and I also lived in Washington, D.C., and... Never thought I would end up in Texas, but here I am and I love it. Did you grow up mostly in Minnesota? Yes. What was that I like? Did. It was wonderful. So big change of seasons. I'm um, speaking of seasons, playing outside a lot in the snow, loving snow. But I realized how different the climate is, definitely. Moving further south and having more sun. We spent a lot of time outside. I mean, I was always outside catching salamanders and frogs and bugs and getting my hands in the soil. I love growing things. So what was your first job? My first job was working at a popcorn stand in the mall. It was this little uh, Amish kind of buggy that they converted into a popcorn stand. So it was a very cool job. Like I was like, I felt very cool to work at the mall selling popcorn. That's like the hot spot of work is like the mall. Right, right. Like in the 80s. That was really cool. <laughs> so where'd you go to school then? And what'd you study? My undergrad and master's was at the University of Minnesota, and I studied agricultural engineering, focusing on soil and water resources, and then also for my master's, horticulture. And then my PhD is from Montana State University, and that was land resources. And really the focus was on agroecology, so it was agriculture-related. My disciplines, um, so there's definitely some multidisciplinary components to my education, but it was all focused on various areas of agriculture. What made you want to go into that? I think I was 
was just born with a love of plants and animals. So it always spoke to me. So whatever with agriculture, whatever to be raising and taking care of plants and animals. And that was that was it. So studying it was a whole like other world. There's so much more out there. Yes. And when I went to school, I wanted to learn how to farm. You know, I didn't exactly learn how to farm during my bachelor's and master's, but I learned a lot of the science, which was great. And then after that, I worked on a number of farms. Of those farms, is one of them like your favorite? All of the experiences were amazing. I worked on a large farm in Minnesota. I worked on a small, diversified, organic farm, like a market garden, like Bobcat Farm here. And that was wonderful. That was in Montana. And I also helped at a large organic goat dairy that made cheese Ooh. so we made goat cheese and that was very cool that sounds too. so cool yeah so working with the environment and agriculture what's that taught you about life well, it's definitely given me a strong connection to the earth. I would have to say that is the inspiration and the really profound aspect of agriculture as a discipline is the connection with food and the environment and humans' impact for better or worse. And it's a rabbit hole that's just fascinating to me and also learning how to restore our ecosystems. With that, I would have to say being tied to the earth you really learn about the cycles of life and death especially raising animals that can be very moving it can also be you know sad because you're witnessing what goes into our food supply you're witnessing the whole spectrum of life it's you know beyond kind of having pets there's more to it than that making some hard decisions from a from an agricultural standpoint so I, I would have to say like just in a nutshell those are some of the things that it's taught me i think watching farm animals where they go and the way they're mass produced too i feel like that can be something to be said about society so like the whole thing with like humans and better for worse with the environment that's a whole other layer to what you're studying so I have a few heroes um, who are in the agricultural sphere and one of them actually is Marjorie Wellcraft. She is, was actually from Bastrop, Texas and she has an organization it's called the Grow Network and one of the things that they do is they educate people how to you know garden, how to grow some of your own food just to be more connected and also more resilient but one of the things that they work on is to try to eradicate, minimize the inhumane treatment of mass-produced animals that is very prevalent in our country. What's something that your younger self would not believe about you today? Maybe resilient I've become. I mean, life just throws a lot at you and there are things that used to freak me out and make me really anxious. And now I just, they don't bother me, right? I think that is one of the most profound things of aging is that you just become very grounded and more confident and you let things roll off you more. I would have to say that would be something that would surprise me. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? This is a deep one. I don't, I don't even think I could give one out like... <laughs> gosh I'm gonna have to think about that and get back to you that's a big life question yes. you have to dig real deep you're the project director and faculty advisor out at Bobcat Farms how have you seen that space grow and flourish since you began that project so we started with basically a raw piece of land and by raw I mean it was pretty poor soil quality conditions so it's you know classic Texas hill country very clay calcareous soil and the water quality is is very hard a lot of minerals in that water and then it was just a ton of rocks like boulders it was like okay here we have this plot of land and we're going to try to grow vegetables on it which was really challenging because 
anytime you tried to just dig in the soil, it would just, there'd be more rocks. It's like the place grew rock. A lot of challenges, but we enlisted some practices that are, again, from some of the case studies and the examples of some of the farmers and heroes that I, I follow. And we did a lot of building beds based on our organic materials that were locally sourced, just within our vicinity. So we built hoo culture beds. We built no-till, no-dig beds like Richard Perkins. So he's a, a farmer that's uh, living in Sweden. And we built a hoop house. And we've been incorporating regenerative agriculture methods. So we are working on restoring the soil resources. We're working on catching water. So permaculture design and managing the landscape to hold more water. A lot of compost, making compost, different methods on that. You know, and then of course, all the students that are helping amazingly. We're seeing this massive transformation. So now people go out there and it's so different because it was just this degraded plot of land. And now we have all all kinds of vegetables growing and we're going to be planting an orchard later this fall. So we're very excited. We're putting up an aquaponic system in the hoop house and we are building a post-harvest education pavilion also later this fall and adding bees. So there's a lot of fun things it's really changing rapidly and I'm just I'm so proud of all the students that have worked so hard and it's fun. It's really beautiful. Like when I show people before and after pictures, that's, I love doing that because it's like. Look at all this work we put in. I like that. You've accomplished a lot in your field from research papers to being awarded grants and leading million dollar projects. What advice do you have for students who are currently in the process of making a name for themselves in their careers? I see a lot of mental health issues with students. And I think that sometimes while it's very challenging in today's times to not be anxiety ridden and you can get so in your head and there's so much pressure that my advice would be to just take take a deep breath and everything's going to be all right every day is a new day you just get up and do the best you can you know and love yourself if you do that and if you create harmony in whatever place in your world that you have with the people around you with being a good person good things will happen to you I have seen students absolutely blossom who have come from really challenging places in their lives and yes it takes a ton of strength to overcome that but if you can just muster that strength and not beat yourself up and not get too overwhelmed with anxiety then you're on a good path and then I would also say with that because I study agriculture and I study nutritional density and food it is very real that the food that you put in your body and how you treat yourself how you love yourself or don't love yourself is going to affect your mental health so you need to minimize those stresses because that adds up and I I think to go back to your question of what was some really good advice that was given to me, it was a little bit on those lines. I was just so anxious because the to-do list gets crazy. Everything's going to be okay. Just remember everything's going to be okay as it always is and take deep breaths and so it was kind of this yoga coaching if you will right you know and I just love yoga for that reason too it's just like this grounding and then took a couple of deep breaths and I felt better. So looking back at everything that you've done in your life what is the thing you're most proud about? Getting a PhD was definitely a huge challenge. Now I look back at my younger self and I would have done things so much differently. So I'm proud to have gotten through that period of time. Then the other thing I would have to say I'm really proud about is Bobcat Farm because it was a risk to take on that farm. An amazing man called me up out of the blue and wanted to donate to my work. And we talked about what that would be. And he was interested in sustainable food production and teaching that 
that to students. And he liked the idea of donating to what this work was. And it came with a lot of extra work. And so I was really worried because it was above and beyond just my normal workload. And there was a potential it could fail because it was really ambitious. Taking this just raw piece of land and then turning it into this you know, acre and a half garden that would be cared for, largely not by me. And yes, I could create a blueprint for the farm and guide students, but I I couldn't be the farm manager. There was just no time. So I had to take that risk of like, it's all going to work out. I'm going to figure out how to make this happen. I'm just proud of how it's worked out. I am so proud of the students and the farm manager who've done just amazing, amazing work. I mean, it's a magical place. Just seeing the joy it brings to the students. And they're just self-organizing. They can accomplish so much. They don't even need me. They're going to the farmer's market and they're delivering produce to the campus pantry. And they're creating all these, these networks and these relationships. That is just so amazing. Bigger than I imagined. So what's in store for you next here at Texas State? One of the projects we're trying to get off the ground is on making biochar as a soil amendment to restore soil. So some of the work that's motivated by more regenerative agriculture work, and we have a lot of biomass at Freeman that would have otherwise been just burned off. So we're going to make biochar. We're going to experiment with how to incorporate the biochar back into the soil and using it as a tool and seeing what is most effective if we can make that work. So embarking on that project, and I'm really excited because that's in collaboration with a translational health research center this is a great group of people on campus and they're fun to work with they're amazing the director at freeman center is wonderful so i love these new collaborations thanks for doing this oh yes. yeah that's kind of all I, yeah yeah okay yeah Thank you for listening to this episode of Office Hours. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and make sure you tune in next time to learn more about the experiences of our amazing Texas State faculty. And also, remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at TXST. This podcast is a production of the Division of Marketing and Communications at Texas State University. Podcasts appearing on the Texas State University Network represent the views of the host and guests, not of Texas State University. Once again, I'm Adriana, and I'll see you next time. Bye.